What's up? Hey guys, it's your girl Redeem Rebel. And I'm Chai. We're back with another episode of Unpredictably Elevated. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I think like two months. Really? It's been that long? Why? I think so. Well, we're getting back on track. And today's theme is going to be how do you define success? So the actual like definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose or the attainment of popularity or profit. And then also the third definition is favorable or desired income. So for me, I put that my defin my own personal definition of success is like physical wealth, um, a cool lifestyle um, that you're happy with, um, being able to do what you want, uh, creativity, being free to live the way you desire in a positive way, um, art, creating beautiful things, um, not doing things because you have to, and healthy love. What about you? So mine is very just straight to the point yeah so i was like what is success and i said success is balance consistency discipline and confidence damn that sounds pretty good like that's just i feel like if i have those things it doesn't matter like what i'm doing in life if i have those things i will be successful true 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 all right so for the black history fact who are some successful black people that you look up or who are some black men and women that you view as successful um let's see <laughs> i gotta i don't want to start off by leaping like oprah but like everybody knows oprah um yeah uh mary mcleod Bethune. yeah i always mix up her like middle name um yeah she was very successful successful i mean there's tons of like um Gary Morgan that's the dude that did uh, the stoplight yeah then there's the guy that did the peanut butter Washington car yeah there you go I remember you did a project man I did um I don't know like I like to I try to think of like the older like successful black people because we always talk about the 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 I don't want to say the new ones, but we talk about the ones in our current society. But yeah. they were trail like someone trailblazed for them. True. What about you? Well, I got a list. All right, so of course, I gotta go with Don Richard. Um, I think she's successful based off of her her art and her creativity. Um, Master P because that oh, nigga, yeah, he's, he's I'm sorry, he's not an M word. He's not he's not a nigga. The that black man just. <laughs> He, he got it, bro. He's, he's very, I admire his his business savvy, how he handles his business, just, and he's trying to create generational wealth. So seeing that, like, I remember you mentioned that, but actually physically seeing him create generational wealth, is like, oh, so I admire him for that. Then I have, he um, also just, I love his accent. Oh, yeah. Like, he's from New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. New Orleans. That's how they say it? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> or baby. Yes, 
That's crazy. <laughs> okay. I never actually heard him say it. I had to hear him say it, but that is pretty funny. All right, so the rest are, uh, and then Brittany S. Hall, because of Ooh. Brittany S. Hall. All right, so it's a chick. Um, I, I admire her. She's successful to me because of how she evolved into the woman she is now. But she used to be, a char- uh, not a character, but you know them love shows, Real Chance of Love? Her name was Hot Wings. <laughs> okay. So then she transformed into like a completely different person. So she, I think she played in, um, I want to say sh- Shameless. It came on USA. What does she look like? Because I watched Shameless. It's a light-skinned chick with um, like natural hair. It's like the 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 ladies of Madam or something like that. Oh, I don't, I don't know. What and then she has um, a show on HBO. I forgot what it's called. But ba- I know her basically because she played in Tua Tank's videos, and I was just obsessed with her because she was physically beautiful. And then like just watching her her story and how she just evolved, I was like, damn, like that's that's how I want to transform. And then these are all like just characters from movies. So I put. Bleak Gilliam from Mo Better Blues because oh my gosh that brother God, she she watched this again yesterday yeah because man his lifestyle just just off the way his lifestyle was he was gigging creating beautiful things to art then Janie from their eyes of watching God because of her free spirit and then Tea Cake because he was a nomad used his hands and he was also a free spirit so yeah I pretty much summed that up into like. I want to be a creative, business-minded, artistic nomad with a dope-ass lifestyle. Bro, you didn't make that your Instagram bio. Yeah. Wait, a free-spirited, resourceful nomad that changes and evolves constantly. That's what I got from all of these characters. That's awesome. Yeah, but then I... That's why it's really important to figure out what success looks like for you because there's they, they've been telling us lies y'all okay success isn't making six figures with this huge ass house that you have a whole bunch of stuff in that you don't use on a regular basis that's six not success for, for me for everyone yeah so <laughs> you have you have to figure out like i'm not saying that i don't i don't want to strive for six figures right but if i don't make it to six figures wherever god has me at i'm going to be comfortable at oh yeah she looks i know who she is but i just showed her a picture familiar. of Brittany S. hall she looks she she does look familiar she was in napoli ever after the friend oh okay 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 all right yeah anyways yeah, that's why it's important to figure out what success uh, looks like for you. And I really like how you even went to fictional characters to kind of pinpoint those attributes about those people that you like. Um, because it's, sometimes we don't see it in the real people. Sometimes like we don't see like what's being portrayed to us. It's not necessarily for everyone and to me on the media it just it just seems like success is that american quote-unquote american dream you get the house you good the job get the kids the pick a fence all of that stuff but that's not necessarily what success is and it definitely doesn't show you how you got to that point like you have to work hard 
and long to be able to get all of those things like check out all of those boxes mm-hmm. and yeah there are some people who like skate to the top I mean I'm not saying that, that um, they didn't work hard for it but sometimes it just happens for others so easily so when we see it it's like damn like why can't like why am I not there but it's yeah. like I don't have the consistency that that person has like none of the none of the hardships of what that person had to do was shown to us so it's just like it's like yeah this is my dream this is what I want to this is what I feel like success is but I have no idea how to get there so you have to kind of break that down and figure out okay what does success looks like look like for me like what do I want to achieve in life like I would like to travel okay what do I need to do in order for me to be able to travel you know right um so you're saying break that stuff down that's probably yeah, what i like need to do break it down yeah because if you're like like for for me going to medical school or me being a doctor like if i'm like yeah i want to be a doctor but i ain't doing nothing i'm not studying i'm not reading i'm not doing anything that's leading me into the direction of going to medical school how do i feel how am i going to get that success and then the thing is is that you feel like a failure because you're not getting you're not getting to anywhere close to that and i was literally just thinking about this last night because i'm just like i said i was going to finish this book by the end of the week but i'm behind because you know life happens and that's okay but i said i was going to read like two or three chapters per day or whatever that hasn't happened so i'm thinking like in your head subconsciously what happens is if you keep reading these half of these books and you put it down you pick up another book only read half of that book do the same thing over and over again you're gonna feel like a failure like you can't finish you can never finish a book and then you're gonna be like i can't finish anything yeah that reminds me of that episode of ever family where um she realized she didn't finish the wallpaper on her house yes. and then she realized oh my god i can't finish anything and yeah. she just wanted and to she went into like a anxiety mode like that's literally what happens to our subconscious if we let it like go that way and it's not necessarily true like i can i can do it like i can finish a book just because i didn't finish the three other books before this one doesn't necessarily mean i'm not going to finish this one as well um but it takes consistency and not just putting it down and you know always saying like each day is a new day you know like today i'm going to spend a big chunk of my time reading because again like I don't I want to in order for you to know I don't even know how I'm saying this but in order for you to know what it's going to take to finish something you have to just like mesh it out until you get it done so like my goal is to read one book per week that's what I want to do. I want to read one book per week. And mm-hmm. I know tiny book, like a 200, 300 page book, I want to read in one like week. Like we used to do when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, when we were kids. And we had all the time in the world because there was no social media. <sighs> Yo, our mom, bro, that's one thing we say we can't respect about my mom. My mom, when we was in school, Monday through Thursday, we could not watch TV. So her favorite go-to was go read a book. But to me, that was like, that was on a punishment. Like, you could take everything away from me the little things that we did have like you could take i was fine reading like and i got tired of reading 
I that and that's see that's what stare at the wall. That, that's why I ended up getting into fantasy books. And romance novels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the only reason why I got into romance novels is because the house that we moved into that we started renting, the owner left a giant box of romance novels like that my Sandra mom Brown told me not to read. And she of course, told you not to read? Yes. But of course, uh, you're going to tell me no to books? I don't think so. So I took a couple in my room, put them I in the shoebox. Well, I knew you was in the books, I but I didn't know you was dead. single book in that box. <laughs> Pound it out. No, seriously. Like and but they were majority romance novels. So yeah. Um but yeah, like I wanna read one book a week. Um, but in order for me to figure out how much time per day I need to be spending like I need just every I wanna say every waking moment, but any free time that I have, I need to read. Yeah. And like and 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 do that for a week to see like how much time I need to be spending reading per day to in order to get to that goal. And it'll be easier over time once you get the hang of, okay, I need to spend this much time reading or or you just know to just pick up your book certain times of the day when you're not doing anything. It'll just be automatic. But right now it's you kinda have to or I I kinda have to force myself to find moments or schedule times to read so that I can like push out those hours like today I'm probably gonna spend about four hours reading which is something I've I haven't done in a very long time just sitting and reading yeah that is true so we can get caught up in the even the little things not just your career or your relationship or whatever like even the little things survival mainly yeah think survival mainly because you feel like there's so many other important things besides the little things i think a lot of people view stuff like reading or like it's not important like i need to figure out how i'm gonna get through the next month or the next no. week and stuff like that so it's like, like stuff spending like, time with your kids or your animal your, excuse me your animals yeah i'm a failure at that because i just don't i mean i'll pick up the little thingy the little yarn thingy for like maybe two three minutes so maybe that is a success yeah i mean i mean yeah you did it for that day but i, I struggle i days. struggle with that as well because um especially with cats you tend to i know this is kind of off topic but with cats you tend to like just let them do their own thing and just thinking that like they take they pretty much take care of themselves so you forget that they really do need that interaction um, so like spending that 15 minutes per day to like just play with them and not worry about time and all that stuff like or walking your dog for 15 minutes twice a day like that's 30 minutes that. of your day that you're spending on your animal and some people don't even do that so it's just like what does success look like for you success looks for me success looks like being able to balance everything that I need to balance being consistent and taking care of my body my mental my spiritual take care of my family and my you know hanging out being social with my friends like being able to be consistent in that um uh, being consistent in my communication um and just having the discipline to do it <laughs> like showing up every day that's success for me 
Like, that's why I'm starting this new bullet journal and I'm trying to keep track of my habits because mm -hmm. I know I need discipline and discipline is what I see as part of being successful. So that's something that... Yeah, most successful people have to have discipline. They have to have discipline. There's no successful person that doesn't have discipline. Yeah. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't care what nobody say. If you don't have discipline and consistency, how are you doing anything? Because I'm struggling. Just <laughs> there is no progress without struggle. Yeah, but there's also no progress without consistency. Yeah, but the fact that you're struggling to learn discipline means that you're doing something. Well. Because some people will just give up. But you keep trying. So yeah. that's the point. That is consistency. I mean, yes. Yes. You keep trying. Try, keep trying. Yeah. So I have this quote by Winston Churchill. It is success is not final failure. Wait, what? So I'm sorry. I wrote this like all in one jumble. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. So I feel like that goes in with what you were talking about because, I mean, to pick up every day and to keep going, like, it does take courage because you could have just been like, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said something else, but yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, that's... That's crazy. I feel like they, they really mess up a lot of people. If you're really in tune to media, like they really mess up a lot of people because that's all they really show. Fast cars, big houses, you know, suits. But it's like... That's not it. Some people... I also, um, so I just watched the documentary on Netflix called Minimalism. And... Some people take some people. It's like extreme minimalism. Mm -hmm. I watched this one YouTube video where this girl was like literally had like nothing, like no furniture. She slept in a hammock. Like the hammocks, I, the hammock idea is cool though. Yeah, but like like there was like nothing, <laughs> and I was like, that's cool because all your all your stuff can fit in one bag. I feel like that's how I want to live, but then I feel like God was like. You're only doing this for survival. You're not doing this because you want to live as minimal as possible. You're just afraid that you're going to have to pick up and leave. Oh, yeah. So it's like... So the less stuff you have, the less, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, when I was listening to the documentary, it was just like, it really does make sense. Like, all these people... And you have to think about it. Like, the the, the people who are, like, super rich, who are like, oh, this... This doesn't mean nothing. Like Jim Carrey or Keanu Reeves, like this don't mean nothing. Like being rich is like, and I feel like we can see in like all of the celebrity suicides recently. Like everyone's <laughs> like, well, it was. I'm talking about recently, as in like the past four years. Mm -hmm. Like. Wasn't it like two years ago where it was like three people committed suicide? That Anthony Boudin guy and then like the girl, the Kate, what's her name? The the one that does the purses, Kate Spade? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know the names. So I'm sorry. Maybe. Kate Spade I feel like that familiar. was like a, because that was, I don't want to do conspiracies, but I feel like they were like dating each other or something because that was just crazy. Like, 
she committed suicide and like two days later he was on a shoot like he wasn't he was shooting his show like the anthony he like does food or something mm-hmm. and then like killed himself in his hotel and it's just like bro what's happening i think i really felt it when robin williams committed suicide because no i feel like no one saw that coming yeah. Because he's such a happy guy, but then it's like he even said something like the most happy or the happiest people struggle the most or something like that. He said something along those lines. And it was just really crazy. But you can have all the success in the world and still not be happy. So I feel like I wanna get there to see to find out. See, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> because I but granted, money ain't everything because you can have money and be, and you literally still be miserable. Like, I get that. But it's like, if you're doing what you, well, nah, because even doing what you want to do, it's, it could be something missing. He was a comedian. He loved, I presumed that he loved being a comedian. I think. He was struggling with something else. Yeah. It's I, like, your struggles don't go away. Yeah. And then I think also being in the spotlight as a celebrity, you have no privacy. You can't really do normal things. I think I think maybe that's the biggest thing that I could be like, okay, I understand not wanting to be rich and famous and all of that because, like, you basically you become entertainment for the world. Like they don't, they no longer see they you as a person. To Dubai, like Lindsay Lohan did. No problem. Now Lindsay Lohan allowed. was just fucked up, so she had to she had to get her shit together. <laughs> just like Britney Spears had to go away to get her shit together. Okay, but still, like. But I feel like most people have gotten to Britney's point. Like I'm just shaving my head every. Even Rihanna, I was watching a thing with Rihanna when she was going through with the Chris Brown situation, and she walked outside, and it was a swarm of paparazzi around her, and all you could see was just flash, 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 and she just went like this and covered and dug down. I'm like, damn, y'all won't even let this woman walk. Like you're just just imagine a swarm of people taking pictures of you, and it's like. You're no longer a person. You're just our sources of entertainment. And that's kind of fucked up. Because it's like, damn. That's what they did to my girl Whitney. Damn. And Michael Jackson. Even though I don't want to believe Michael did it, y'all. But somebody told me he did. I don't know. Like, nobody knows but God. But just imagine how, how, how we loved them so much. And they got so big. But it became their biggest downfall. So... And he seemed like he he was the most unhappiest. Who, Michael? Yeah. Like literally, he was known all over the world. Like he couldn't go nowhere. Imagine being known all over the fucking world, bruh. No matter where you go, somebody know who you are. That's some creepy ass shit, bruh. That's not creepy to you? I mean, I would just be like like Beyonce level. She had I feel like she had that shit on point, like she is yeah, she like, is known all like, the world. She is, but like she has her social media on point. Like I don't know how she organizes all of this. She a Virgo, but she's bro. very organized. Like you know, if you don't, if she don't. Like I just don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> like, like it's it's if she don't want you to know, she you don't know. Like I sw- I feel like she, anybody to come into contact with her outside like your friends friends got to sign disclosure yeah but even a disclosure that don't that ain't gonna keep nobody mouth closed well some bro. people willing to, to take that but it's like everybody around her no that's what i'm saying like she has a good team she has good a lot of good of people. people around her like nobody saying shit 
nothing. It's locked down. Well, except for like her maids, they need to shut them down. <laughs> her maids be talking a business? Yeah. For real? Mm-hmm. I ain't never I think it was like, I think it was like in a hotel or something. I don't know. Cause you notice, ain't nobody say nothing about the, um, the elevator scene, all her friends, when they bring up Jay-Z, oh, he's a nice guy. All that stuff, and it's like, damn, no, but for 10 years, nobody knew that they was dating. They didn't confirm it or nothing. But you know, I knew how she, like, she controls her her image. Because I think on her, her what you call it, on Netflix Homecoming, she's like, she controls all that shit. So how you look at her on TV, she controls that shit. Yeah, the nice. angles, her how her hair is flowing in the wind. I'm like, damn, motherfucker, like, <laughs> you really serious about this? I mean, yeah, she said she was like a perfectionist. Clearly, like when you have, I feel like when you have that type a of lot power, of you can literally. I mean, it is. But I mean, when you have that type of power, you can literally control every single detail, and that's exactly what she does. And she loves it. I'm assuming. Yeah, because it's it's her. Like no woman should have all that power, though. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> but no, seriously, like well, I mean, she, she capitalized on everything, well. like. The whole performance she made into like a movie, like it was just crazy. Who is her PR team? Because that's the that those are the people responsible for. It's just like Olivia Pope on <laughs> steroids. Yeah, like the strongest of the strongest of steroids. Like they keep everything. But is that the type of success you would want? I wouldn't want that Hell type of not. success. Because but the that, thing is that at nine years old, she didn't know she was going to be that successful. Her daddy she was just. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because so what? So so what you saying then? Her dad knew what he was doing. He knew, bro. He knew he had to. He was grooming her to be even the way he put her in the group. He knew. He had to know Beyonce was gonna blow up. Well, now you never know that you gonna right. get that that big. I feel like maybe they thought that she was gonna get big, but she like she like up there with like Whitney and Michael Jackson. Like and she's known all over the world. Yeah, like she there's nobody that don't know her. If you do, you live under a rock for real. Well, Jay-Z, Jay-Z is known all over the world, too, but he was sitting on the elevator, and this old white lady was like, because I guess people was like, yo, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. And he was like, um, this, he said this to this old white lady, and she was like, wow, you, she's like, wow, you see them be very popular. He's like, yeah. And he's like, he was in awe, like, that she didn't know him, and then I guess it kind of humbled him, like, there's at least one person that don't know who Beyonce is. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. Just one person. I'll give you that. But she said how she humbles herself is like she goes into nature. Oh yeah, and and I love nature because, like I've told you before, I'm not sure if we talked about this on the podcast, but like nature really brings me back to just the, the peace that God wants me to have. Because you see, you're just like, bro, this tree was a freaking seed. It was not here. It grew, like. This is a tall ass tree. How long has this tree been growing? It's been here before I was here and it's gonna be here after I'm here, after I leave this earth. Like just thinking about nature in that type of context, it really makes you feel like, bro, like 
life is crazy like life is so chaotic but it doesn't have to be when i'm like when i think about it you know yeah i think because we get so consumed in other in people yeah instead of like people are chaotic people are chaotic so it's like we're all emotional wrecks I was uh, this girl I work with. She was telling me about this show on Netflix, and um, uh, there was basically talking about how many galaxies and universes there are, and we're just one spit. She said we're just a, a a drop of water in a waterfall. I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> was that um? Uh, oh my goodness! I don't the know black if it's man. Cosmos or something like that. The black man. What is his name? Uh, she was like, yes, yeah, a documentary on there. I don't I know, but like, he, he has, um, him and Bill Nye are, like, close, but Bill Nye is a fake scientist, and that screwed me over. Is he for found, real? Yes. When I found that out, I was like, what? Maybe he just knew what he was talking about. I mean, so they capitalized on the fact that he could make science fun, but he is not like <laughs> so is success determined no by, type of by is, is success determined by paperwork see and or, this is what i was saying um i was thinking about this i was like i accolades that's the word yes name, not paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> i was um hold on uh i was just thinking about that because i was just like I can't I was like I can't be a therapist until I go to school to be a therapist and like you know get all this paper that says I'm a therapist mm-hmm. and I'm like first off you don't want to be sitting behind no desk you just want to be doing what your whatever God calls me to do but I feel like therapy has something to do with it but I don't necessarily need to go to school for that because one you can there's so there's just so much online you can literally get full textbooks online i can self-study three textbooks and know what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying like i don't need a piece of paper to tell me what i know now granted a lot of people take advantage of that (laughs) the first thing that comes to my mind was that kid he was a kid who was of course it was in florida and <laughs> why you say of course because all Meryl, you be hearing about the craziest shit in florida and then um he pretended to be a doctor and people were actually going to him like they they were Just going imagine. to this kid he was a kid pretending to be a doctor it, it was crazy so like i understand there's people who take advantage like that but if i know what i know and I know that I know what I know. I don't need no piece of paper that tells me what I know. That's true. Because you see my diploma. You know where it is. Yeah. It's in the storage. In a box. Why? Because nobody wants to see that. Shit, I do. Bro, when you go to an uh, interview, you don't be like, here's my college diploma. No. You don't carry that wherever you go. Nah. But you may have to carry your official you know what they transcripts. Want? Nah, you know, you know what they want? Your social security. That's what they want. That's the only piece of paper. That and your ID is the only thing you need in this world. I guess I view it differently because I feel like 
yes, you can self-study, but that piece of paper is kind of like your social security card to, to go in rooms. And it's like, you could have self-studied for that piece of paper, but to me, it's just like, here's your ticket. I mean, even though some people, some people with degrees don't deserve, I feel like I, God gave me my degree because I literally skirt, skirt through school. I took the first semester series and after that, only Lord knows. But I feel like there were people who actually desire to desire and desire to go to school and they don't get to. So they have to kind of fight their way to the top all because of the way the system is set up. And they deserve a degree, whereas me, I didn't really take it as serious. But it's like, I guess you just want proof or like just, you know, just like I think it's like getting a certification, you know, just a proof that you went through this process and that it means something. It's just like you taking a next step and going a little step further. It's just like getting a business license. You don't need a business license to run a business. What? But I mean legally, yes. Legally, like, yes, but you can run a you can run a you can run a business without necessarily having a business license. But you're gonna go that extra mile because yeah, because how you gonna pay your taxes? We well, this is we not talking about taxes. We we know we got to pay taxes, but I'm saying, I just the thought just having that piece of paper means that you. I feel like it means you went the extra mile. You took a test or whatever. You went through the process. I mean, yeah, but. Not everybody has to do that. You right. And that's the and that's the that's how they get a lot of people in debt because it's like True. college, college, college. Granted, like in this day and age, like when we have kids, I feel like a master's degree is gonna be the new high school diploma. That's right that's now, that shit is now, bruh. Oh, I didn't know. I to me a college degree is like a high school diploma. Bruh, both of us have degrees and where the fuck are we working? At a fucking grocery store, bruh. Y'all, we working at a fucking grocery store. A fucking grocery store, bruh. What well, the and the thing is, is, a lot of people at the grocery store, they like, they have, have degrees. degrees. They have degrees. You start, it's, uh, one guy told me you could start at a bagger, you work your way up, when they, you take a test, when they see you, see you have three day advance you, and it's like, damn, bitch, I gotta start at a fucking, as a bagger, and this, the guy, he was saying, that's the problem with your generation, you never want to work your way up, you want to be the boss. You want to start out being a boss, and I was like, "Damn, he probably is right." We do. I want to come. That's out because we have degrees, so we feel like our degree entitles us to a higher position, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's like that paper don't get you a higher position at all. It it just like oh wow, you're educated. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like it's just like okay, cool, you went to college. Still get the broom. I need you to get that shit off the commode right there. <laughs> And make sure you restock the toilet paper too. <laughs> like, damn, bitch, I didn't go to school for this. <laughs> but no, that's how it feels. Like, it's just we feel like we feel like we get up. We feel like we get to that point where we get all of these papers. We get our bachelor's and our master's and our PhDs. Granted, if you get to PhD level and you still ain't doing what you went to school for, like that's kind of crazy. But I know there's like different circumstances, so I don't want to like speak down anybody's experience. But I don't want to, I don't want to hear that a PhD is a new high school diploma, but like that's gonna be, uh -uh. cause they're charging too much for school. And that's the thing, like, like I, Okay, for me to be, and this is what my issue is right now, going or self-studying to medical school, 
I can't afford a baccalaureate. Like, I can't afford a, another program just to get into medical school and then have to pay for medical school. Like, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Those programs are not cheap. And that's why, but it's harder to self-study by yourself because, you know, you have to gather all of your materials. You have to, you know, do all of that by yourself. But it is possible. It's just less uniform. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't have the money for it. So even if, like, even if I was like, yeah, I want to do a baccalaureate, like, I literally have nothing. I can't take out no loans, nothing. Like, that's it. Yeah, I'm still dodging mine. They send me emails left and right. I'm like, <laughs> maybe I, I should. I put mine on deferment. I was trying to pay a little something. Yeah, I was too. But then I was like, nah, I can't even afford that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I feel like in our case, because for me, you want to leave a legacy. So I want my kids and my grandkids to physically see that that I actually went to go get an education. They're like, oh, grandma did it. You know, granted, you can have knowledge and stuff like that. But I want them to physically see. So does that mean you going to Atlanta to get your uh, master's? Why would I be going to Atlanta? Because that's what you wanted to do when you was in Miami. You wanted to go to Georgia. Yeah, that I'm. I don't want to live in Georgia. Oh, but I've considered going to get uh, going to get my master's just just for just to get it and you actually take should. it seriously. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, think about what I would get my master's in. Yeah, and I would really take it serious because I didn't take my bachelorette, my baccalaureate. Yeah, serious. I definitely could have been better in my bachelor's. I definitely could have been better in my bachelor's. Yeah, but yeah, just just for the. Because the who's the only the, the grandma was the only person that got her masters. Mm-hmm. Granted, we've broken the curse of uh, being first first uh, generation graduation because mama got her mama's getting her degree and she already got one degree. Yeah, she you, got her associates. Me, so we're all what four generations of educated black women. Mm-hmm. But just take it a step further, and you about to be a doctor. So don't say about to be because that means that like I'm in medical school. Sorry, I but still you have to get to medical school. <laughs> Where you going to be a doctor? All right, we're just going to claim it, I guess. I mean, but you are. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, I mean, I believe you are anyway, so, I mean, I might as well do some. I got to, I want to go get, I think it would be cool, like, this is what I do. I dress like the most dirtiest Got to redo my freeform dress again. Be looking like a bum. Like a, a bum so people can judge me. Now I flip out that shit like, bitch, you don't even know. You don't even know who you're talking to right now. I'm an educated, I'm a super educated black woman. But why do you want to like look grummy? Because that's that's who you judge. I even do it too. Like, if you don't look educated to me, I assume that you're not educated. I mean, yeah. And it's like, you don't even know who you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you you assume we automatically assume success in the suit or a clean cut. If you look any form of dirty or not clean or clean cut, to me, I automatically associate that with you're a bum. And on the opposite side of that, like people who are quote unquote ratchet or loud or assume that they're not like Megan Thee Stallion. Isn't she like a scientist or something? Well, she got her degree and she wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Oh, there you go. But even in her video, she was talking about uh, going to school. She's like, yeah, all my girls going to school. 
And then, but she, she's like, wow. Like, what you would call ratchet. And I was like, damn, I judged her so hard, bro. So hard. Yeah, I put her in the same, I mean, I mm. You put her in the same category as what, Cardi? No, I was going to say City Girls. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> that's another thing with a success. You feel like you have to act a certain way. Ugh. Which is so ridiculous. Like, I saw, I think I feel like I discussed this before, but if I didn't, I saw an Instagram video. I forgot what the guy's name is. Um, but he was talking about the only way to quote unquote end racism is if black people stopped assimilating. I think, right. I, I think we talked about this before. Um, because the only reason why there i don't want to say the only reason why there's still racism but for lack of better words the only reason why there is still racism is because the non-minority can separate us into groups of the good blacks and the the bad blacks right so just like as long as there are boxes to put us in then there's a way to like Um, control us you think or I mean yeah because it's just like for if you were if your idea of success was like okay basically being around all these white people who like think you're cool because you're like them then it's just like to me that's not success like I want to be for me to be successful like I want to be unapologetically who I am right Regardless if I'm around a whole bunch of black people, a whole bunch of white people, like and they respect you and they, as a person, right? That to me is the idea of success. It, what it used to be is basically being able to assimilate so that people, though, basically like Anglo's would see me as one of them, right? So, so but it's just like, no, that's not what I want. Man, you like, got me. Maybe I need to add some more shit to my uh. To my thing, you don't think about it a lot. It's that is, I think that is freedom too. Yeah, being able to just. I mean, yeah, and that's success too. It's freedom. Being able to be who you are, unapologetically. Um, yeah, every time it says that's that's part of being the one percent because it's one percent of people who achieve the American dream, and he's like, they're themselves. They they strive to be themselves. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing stops them from being themselves, like. So, I can agree with that. You just, you're you. If you ratchet, if you have ratchet tendencies, doesn't mean that you're just ignorant, you know? Or if you're super intellectual, doesn't mean that you're trying to act white. And there are not all white people are smart, bro. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, we get grouped in like one person's actions that try to group us all in so do you think it's bad to say one bad apple spoils the bunch yes because one bad apple doesn't spoil the whole bunch it spoils the perception of the bunch yes ooh that is so good cause it does cause it's like that's yeah. like that <laughs> it's like that bagel <laughs> 
Oh yeah, yeah. You just throw that bit out. Everything else is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. All right. So if that's the case, then what about when you have friends and let's say you have a a, a friend that's a good person, but they do ignorant shit, and you have you, you're intellectual, you're trying to grow, and then you have like you have a mixed group of friends. And it's like they say you are who you hang around, but it's like, is that true? Or if you hang around a bunch of hoes, you are a hoe. And it's like, not, not necessarily. Like, I just understand that that's how they choose to live their life. And just because they live their life like that doesn't mean that I have to live their life. Live but my you life also like have to be self-aware enough to know that at any given point in time, those tendencies can rub off on you because you're with that person. Yeah, that reminds me of a Bible verse. Watch yourselves, because uh, you may also be tempted. Yeah. So that's why it's easier to make sure that you're always surrounded by people who are like-minded with you so that, like, you know, you say your morals and all that, they're not being, not saying that your other friends like are not going to respect you, but if they're not respecting you yeah. and your ideals, then yeah, no, you shouldn't be around those people. But, but if, if they, they respect, do. if they try their best to respect your ideals and stuff like that, like, I mean, it just reminds me of, of, um, girls trip. Like how different the group of girls was, mm-hmm. but they were all to, all like minded. Right. Yeah. Like I had somebody I know. They said their friend doesn't listen to. Um, this is actually Alex. She said her friend, her best friend, doesn't listen to like secular music. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I respect that. So when I'm around her, I don't listen to secular music. And I was like, Yeah, that's pretty dope. You know, because most people would be like. Oh, hell nah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah, if you have that, that person, it's like, okay, well. And if that person means something to you, you're going to be considerate to their ideals and their, and you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they shouldn't have to compromise what they believe in for you. But Just then like doesn't going go on that trip and you didn't want to go to the paint thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, they'll understand right but does that go both ways though so every time that friend hangs out with her she just doesn't listen to secular music i don't know maybe i feel like if i was that friend if i recognized that when she was around me she didn't listen to secular music i feel like a few times i would like change the station up to list to like listen to what she would want to listen to you know, I'm going to say, so like, balanced. so it's balanced because, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, that's, that's I guess you can equate it to, like, being a vegan. Like, if you're a vegan and I eat meat, like, if I invite you over to my house, I'm going to make something that you'll be able to eat. Right. Or if you come over vice versa, like, we're going to make sure that that other person has something to eat. But I don't know. In the case of the music thing, if it's if she's like a diehard, whatever. But if it's if it's like a bro, if y'all went on a road trip across the United States, you wouldn't tell me 
you gonna make her listen to non-secular music i'm sure it's not like that but just i was just bringing up that example as a respect to their differences well that's nice of her it's very good to have friends who are considerate of your ideals and your morals and stuff yeah yeah all right so what's your truth moment my truth moment is that i'm successful right now this at this very moment i am successful okay because sometimes you forget and you have to like remember where you came from like where you're where you were like when i first moved to tampa i don't live in tampa anymore but when i first moved to tampa i was just graduated high school you was oblivious yeah i didn't know nothing about the world literally nothing like i'm in some trouble everybody but here i am now with a degree Mm. and working on a certification so it's just like i'm i'm not where i want to be but i am where god needs me to be okay that's good what about you uh, my truth moment is I self-sabotage my success because of fear. Yep, that's truth. So it's like I'll I'll be consistent for a little bit, then I'll find a reason as to why I um why I can't continue, or I, is this what I, I'll? That's the new thing is is this really what I is this really what I want to do, or am I doing this for other people? And then I'll get into it and be like. Then I am doing this for me because I don't want to. I don't want to go through this. But I'm. I guess I'm so afraid of what. I feel like I've never taken anything serious in my life, so it's like. Imagining me taking something completely serious and seeing how far I can go is like terrifying. It's like, how the fuck is that more terrifying than not being shit in life? Like you know, like that makes no yeah. sense. Like, how are you more afraid of being great than you are of not being great? Because you're fa- afraid of failing. Because you've never done it before. Yeah. But I'm trying to have a Paul transformation. A Paul? Yep, in the Bible. Oh. I, I want to change very badly. But it's like, I need to do shit to change. To change, but it's like... I guess I can say I have success because I'm getting better at it. I think about where I was a year ago. Was September? What was I doing in September? Yeah, I wasn't really. I wasn't in the state of consciousness that I am now, which I hope to be even more conscious. Even more, even more, even more conscious. But so it's like, but I I feel like I can also do much better than what I'm doing. So I feel like that's what keeps me going is knowing that I'm capable. Like, I know that I can do better. Mm -hmm. Like deep down, I know, like I can put in work. Yeah. But it's just doing that. Yeah. So. What's your why God? Uh, why God is it taking so long? Yeah, I have an issue with patience. Yeah. Which I know the definition of patience is um, not waiting in anticipation, but being in the present moment 
that's patience true and that's really difficult because a lot of the time I'm like waiting like okay if I wait patiently this is going to happen and it's like no you can't do that you have to wait like okay like today is another day mm -hmm. you know whatever I experience today is whatever I experience today and not trying to be like Okay, I'm experiencing this, but I'm waiting for this. I'm experiencing this, but I'm waiting for this. It's like, remember that one time uh, we got in trouble because we got up too early for Christmas when we lived in Heron Lake? No, we didn't get in trouble. You got in trouble. <laughs> I stayed in the bed. Got all the motherfucking presents taken away. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't have patience. Patience has always been an issue for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so don't just, I don't know, just why God, yeah, just why God is patient so difficult. Why does it take shit, why does shit take forever? You're right. Mine's is, why am I so afraid of my, my potential? Why are we so afraid of our potential? What if Satan is afraid of your potential and that's what he's translating to you? That's a great way to think about it. Yeah, that is a great way to think about it. Well, then, just got to reevaluate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you listening to? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yesterday he was listening to Andy Mino. Mino. Menio, my bad. My bad, brother. Uh, yeah, I was listening to him. He's really good. I found him because of Belief. What up, Belief? My sister put me on to you, bro. I was laughing because I seen, she showed me a picture of your, uh, you and your wife when you had dreads and she had the perm and then fast forward, you bald and she natural. So it's like, yeah, what a transition. <laughs> <laughs> What a transition. Oh my goodness. That was funny though. But yeah, I love them. They're awesome. They're they're really transparent couple, so um they'll be taking a break off of YouTube, so I don't have any videos to watch. That's I guess I should get my, get my own life together. Yeah, but it's so, so great to watch others. It inspires you to go do some it shit. Really, it really does. Um, it really, really does. Uh, especially because I feel like we don't really have that type of... I firmly believe they will have a TV show one day. Because I... The only thing I can think of is like... Everything is scripted. Like, Go Go, go, go Island... I feel like that was a good show. I don't even remember. I just remember the orange thing, the yellow thing. The yellow frog. Binga yeah. binga. Um, that's the only thing I can think of where I felt like it wasn't, I don't know, because it's all scripted. So it's like even like the Bill Cosby show and like A Different World, Living Single, like, Living I feel those, those always are, be a classic. I mean, yeah, but as far as, like, families, like, showing family dynamics. Like, real-life family dynamics. Yeah. Like, 
to me it's like a, and especially with their new intro it literally is like a tv show so i firmly believe they will have an actual tv show and i'm gonna call that into existence both they well, maybe and be frank will have their own show who's frank the puppet that you saw yesterday oh, okay yeah that'll be dope but yeah so that's pretty much yeah so that went from uh andy menio to believe i mean i was listening to believe because i the song trouble got sent to me and then i was like wait he has new music and i was like oh he's doing features so then i went to his profile and then went down to like everything he appears on and i was like bro he's done a lot of features this year i've been missing out so i like put all the features on my queue um so then like later on that day after i had finished and i listened to andy menia i put, decided to put him on and he's really good so yeah i switched back from him um nf and um yeah what about you I feel like I need to just rearrange my whole success thing. Because I'm like, damn, maybe my... I ain't got nothing about love, family. I mean, I don't either. Mine's just all about business. And my career. Well, yeah. Because for me, to me, I think, I guess, to me, that's success. Like, what you in your career. But I have to really switch my mind to this. Like, nah, you can have a great career and your life be all jacked up. Yeah. And it's like, no... It's about that's health, how, physical yeah. health, mental Cause, health, all that. Because that's how it was in minimalism. He, they were talking about how, like, at 26, he was, like, the retail manager of, like, a hundred and some stores. And, like, he had got to where he wanted to be, and he wasn't happy at all. And so, like, he just kept filling up his space with more stuff. And then the other guy was like, a his the same week or the same month that his mom died, his six-year marriage was over. So it's just like he was moving out and the little stuff that he brought with him or all the stuff that he brought with him, he was still thinking about what he was going to buy when he got his got into his other place. So he was just like, he was already filling up his new place with stuff. And it was just like, but none of this makes me happy. And so that's why he started, he started um, going down the journey of minimalism. I was actually going to start, um, I started this yesterday, down, downsizing my closet. But Project 333, I don't, I'm not at that point yet. I still have a lot of clothes to get rid of to be at that point. <laughs> but it seems very fascinating to only wear three, 33 pieces of clothing for three months. I don't know about all that, but yeah, that is. Just like not, just imagine like 33 pieces of clothing can fit in one bag. Yeah, if you think that about it. That includes your shoes, your purse, your earrings and stuff but artists i think artists do that a lot like they travel so much you basically live out your suitcase and you only got that set you know Nicki minaj got more than 33 pieces of clothing in her in her bag well that's different we're not talking about people like Nicki minaj she got different wigs 
makeups, all of that. We got 33 different wigs. Oh, yeah, I know. Different chains. We're not talking about those type of artists. We know. But I'm talking about, like, who then? Who only? Like what Jason type Momoa type of guy. Jason. Oh. That's, y'all, that's, that's a success for me. The way that man live. And Aquaman. there's a movie. Yeah, there's a movie called Road to Paloma. And my man, what I view as success also, my man, he just got on his bike and rode through the desert with the clothes on his back. That's dope as hell. But it's like, I didn't, I, for, I put that down and I was like, damn, is that too low? Am I aiming too low for myself? Like to just to be nothing in life, but just to travel, just to go to random places. To me, that's like, that's fun, bro. It's just you, your wits and the wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool as hell. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that's why I put Janie and TK, because that's what they do. Okay, but anyway, back to the question. Uh, what am I listening to? Eric Thomas and a whole bunch of bullshit that I don't need to be listening to. <laughs> but mainly it's just, um, I try to start my day with Eric Thomas. He's my alarm clock, but I've been ignoring him, because I'm like, damn, he's just been hurting my feelings. He's like, sleep is for lazy people. Sleep is for those who don't want to go to work. Like, damn, that's me. Bro. See, nah, bro. Because I feel my best. I am on 10 after 9 hours of sleep. And that is proven by my Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> when I get 9 hours of sleep, down bro, to the science. I wake up like I had, like I'm ready to go. I don't need no nap. I am good. I had 9 hours. I'm trying to figure out why the hell it was so hard for me to get up. Mm -mm. Nah, I'm up. 9 hours is like literally the limit. I wake up and I'm like, yes, I got my body. I, I My gas tank is full. Okay. Like, that's how I feel when I get nine hours of sleep. But it's just like, how? How am I supposed to get nine hours of sleep on a regular basis? Take a three-hour nap and then you get six good hours. <laughs> Something. Break them bitches down in sequence. <laughs> nah. Uh-uh. Because then that's taken out of your day. True. I don't know if you get your schedule down packed. We'd be like the old folks. They go to bed at five, wake up at four in the morning. <laughs> I know. I want to wake be up like, at four. If dang. in order for me to go to bed and to wake up at four thirty, I have to go to bed at nine thirty. Maybe I need to try that. That's why my alarm was at nine o'clock. Yeah, because I was like, "Damn, bro, nine. But I, I'll try that. Like you, if you want to get up early and I, the thing is, is that you follow all these gurus and stuff telling you like freaking even Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, oh, six hours, six hours is all you need. Like, bro. So you so, like I've gotten three hours, but I think that was just my own willpower. <laughs> I was like, man, we can do this, man. Like I like when I was working in the hospital and I had to cover all those shifts. Like, I was getting, like, five hours for about three months, and I burned out. I was also riding my bike to and from work, which was, like, oh, I'll say an hour a day riding my bike mm -hmm. and barely eating. Like, I, I, I can't do five and a half hours for long periods of time. Like, I can do it for a couple weeks if I need to... If I can only get five and a half hours for a couple of weeks. Right. But long term, I cannot live off of five hours and like and, and think that I can put in a full 10 hour shift and be okay. 
Like I learned, I definitely learned that. Like sometimes God puts you through some things so that you can know what you can and cannot do. And I know that if I want to live a good life, I need at least seven hours of sleep. I mean, that's what they recommend anyways, is seven to nine hours of sleep. Yeah. I've been getting by on But six. you know, everybody be trying to maximize their time and everything. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that you don't need, like, if you are focused, four hours of focused work will put you way longer than trying to, like, work for 10 hours or eight hours straight or trying, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. to cut off your phone, get up early, crank out, like, consi- four consistent hours. Like, for example, if you're a blogger, crank out four hours of consistent uh work mm-hmm. in the morning and yeah. do that like see how much content you can come up in that time frame because if i can get out i feel like you're really good i feel like you'd have to be really good at typing as well but if you can get out three articles in that one time period like Unless you do, unless you put a put out a blog every day, like you still got three, and one and and one four hour increment. So it's like if you did that two to three times a week, you would have the rest of your time to do something else. Yeah, that is true. I need to look at your uh your habit thingy book. My bullet journal. Yeah, because I put my wants and like you were saying, if you, the the example you use of if you want to be a doctor, but you're not doing things on a regular basis to take steps or that. It's like I want to do all these things, but I'm not taking steps because I don't know mm-hmm. what to start. So that's something I need to work on. Like each of my wants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to break it down. Like, yeah, um, there was another. It was like a little quote. Um, I. I can't remember what exactly it said, but basically, um, there's the there's an oak tree, and you hit the oak tree with the axe. How many times do you have to hit the tree with the axe before it falls down? A whole bunch. Right, but each one of those hits is significant. Right. Gotcha. So, um. So, yeah, like, you have to take small... Well, this is one. This is a way of being ones. creative. And out. Yeah. The I fact mean, that yeah. we're doing this. This is like... I feel like this is an act. Not an act. A whack. At the oak tree. Because we're doing something creative besides watching TV. Even though I definitely... Watching TV is not creative. <laughs> <laughs> But the way it takes your mind is not unless you watching. Oh, so that show is called Cosmos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. By Neil deGrasse. I I always want to say deGrasse because, <laughs> but I feel like it's deGrasse Tyson. He's the real scientist. Bill Nye's a scientist too. He just bro. he just don't got the certifications, bro. Bill Nye. He's just a science teacher. He got, what do you got? His bachelor's in science. <laughs> bachelor's in science. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
We've been talking to you guys for a little minute. That's how you know we miss you guys. Got to get all this shit off our chest. Yeah. Hey, don't be talking about my man Bill Nye. That's just like saying the dude to do reading Rainbow ain't a real English teacher. Or he ain't he don't know how to read. Even though he does because he reads out loud. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like He also has a um a new bill, like a new um Bill Nye. Like Bill Nye has a new show on Netflix, but it's like for adults. Like he cusses and stuff. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Bill Nye, the science guy, the science guy. Really? That's all I remember. I I have vague a vague memory of Bill Nye. I just remember the title. I remember S Club Seven though. I remember vaguely Gullah Gullah Island. We used to watch S Club Seven like it was nobody's business, yeah. boy. And you used to watch Saddle Saddle Hill. What's oh my goodness Saddle gracious! Club. When the girl so Neil deGrasse. Tyson is an astrophysicist. Is that still on there? Cosmos? Uh, I'm not sure, but I used to watch it and I was like, whoa! That's how I remember. That's why I was like, when you said that fact, I was like, that gotta be him. Because I was just like, blown away. Like, it made me think that we've been exploring space for a very long time and they just, just don't want to tell us like there's somebody out there like a uh, black mirror <laughs> wait was that black mirror when they went out and in that random nope, pool of water nope, nope that wasn't black mirror i'm thinking of the movie with oh was it interstellar i think it was interstellar Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, Matt Damon or something like that? I don't think that one. What the? Matt Damon? I get Matt Damon and that other guy com and, like, confused. I think Matt Damon was um the Mars one. But that's the one where they was trying to change the new world. Or he wound up dying. He got back and his daughter was dying or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he went back because she found, like, a planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some freaky shits right there. But that's Wait, reality. Was that it? Where they were going to different planets? To try to find new life? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, sorry about that tangent. But, um... But yeah, I can't find... Well... That's on another note. That can probably be for another yeah. podcast. So we're going to end on this note, guys. It's been a pleasure. Woot woot. We'll be back very, very soon. Actually, no, we'll be back next week. Yep. We have the next week on Tuesday. Yes. All right, guys. I'm Redeem Rebel. And I'm Chai. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Drink your water. Yes, drink water. <laughs>